said. Amen and amen. amen. Now let's just dive into our theme for the month. We've been talking about courage to develop your potential. Courage to develop your potential. Bo Bennett says, untapped potential, potential we have, we have not discovered, we have not unleashed, is the difference between where a person is now and where he or she can be. If you don't tap into your potential, you will never know the possibilities that the potential you have, have, Basalwani. Uh, it means, as a person, you have to be very curious. You know, you know, I grew up as a child who never used to have gifts. So as an adult, when I'm given a gift, I'm telling you, if they give it to me at church, on my way to home, I've already opened it. Hallelujah. <laughs> because I already want to see what's the potential behind this nice wrapping. Hallelujah. And I shall rejoice all the way for 40 minutes to home enjoying this gift. Some of us, we don't know what is lying there. And we don't have an opportunity to rejoice and be glad. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, today we want to focus on what stops us from developing our potential. And I'm reading from Matthew chapter 20, verse 16. And the scripture reads as follows. So the last will be the first. And the first will be the last. I don't know about you, but sometimes when I look into my abilities and I look at other people who, who are more developed than me, I sometimes feel, Eesh! it's like it's a long way to go. It's a long way to go. Sometimes you spend time with people and somebody tells you, you know, I've been praying for six hours. What? <laughs> Hallelujah. Am I talking to the right people? Amen. 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 And you wish you were praying for six hours. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Sometimes you are with people and they tell you, wow, I just went to, through three quarters of the Old Testament this week. You say, wow, three quarters. Three quarters. And you were just reading seven chapters. Hallelujah. And you say, God, I wish I had the hunger they had. But thank God I have potential. I may be last today spiritually. I may be last when it comes to prayer. I may have be last when it comes to my leadership ability. I may be last in my parenting. I may be last, you know, wherever I'm working as a professional, but God, your word says, the last shall be the first. God has the power to help you to catch up with people who are ahead of you. God has the power to accelerate your growth, but you've got to work with him. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, one of the things that uh, affects and stops you from developing your potential is lack of self-worth. When you don't love yourself as you should. I, I know we, we, we are taught to be humble. Sis Torbe. Amen. Jesus. 
Humility. Ah, if you humble yourself by the side of the Lord, He will lift you up. But there is humility that does not help. When you, you, you are your own persecutor, when you are supposed to be your own protector, you are the one who discount yourself when you are supposed to be affirming the finished work of Christ in your life. You need to love and appreciate what God has made you to be. Nobody will do it for you. Nobody will do it for you. It's already rough outside. You are criticized. You are excluded. You are rejected. And you come back yourself. And you haunt yourself. You speak bad against yourself. You tell yourself you are unlucky. You have bad luck. You tell yourself you are ugly. Ah, uh, Aramis Capsule. Galatians 6 verse 4 reads, Let everyone be sure that he's doing his best, for then he will have personal satisfaction of work well done. And you won't need to compare himself with someone else. Oh, we live in this world where even beauty is relative based on who is more beautiful around you. Amen where we, we, we ought to compare ourselves with other people. We need to love ourselves. Sometimes we must silence all the voices that condemn, doubt, and belittle who you are. And some of the voices are from within you. And some of the voices are from your environment. There's people who don't, who don't know how to appreciate you the way God has made you to be. One thing for sure, don't take them serious. They're not God. They're not God. If God chose you and made you the way you are, to have the voice that you have, please use that voice. Don't sound like anybody. Sound like yourself. I mean, we, 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 we have to adjust our voices because people don't like our intonation. Please, get a life. Get a life. If you're going to be my friend, you have to get used to how I talk. If you don't hear me when I talk, I, I don't mind to repeat. Until you adjust your hearing to how I speak. I'm not going to change for you. You have to accommodate me. Love me for who I am. Because I already love me. Silence all the voices that are within you that have been fed by systems that wants you to mold you to fit in a specific group in order for you to die from being your true self and live the way people want you to live. I won't be thin if I don't want to be thin. Get a life. I will be as big as I am. It has nothing to you. 
I'm big and I, I, I'm powerful. I'm powerful. If I'm thin and you don't like my thinness, you better get your life in order to adjust to my thinness. Maxwell Maltz said, low esteem is like driving through life with a handbrake on. You are arresting your development. You are hindering your progress, your movement forward. Because you are the one, when you are supposed to fly, you are clipping your wings. And sometimes we suffer from perfectionist attitudes, which we must dump about ourselves. We have to give ourselves the grace to make mistakes at times, to learn from our own mistakes and move on. Stop trying to satisfy other people's biased expectations about you. I am in Barcelona. We must sometimes give ourselves a break and say, I am on leave this week. I'm not going to meet anybody's expectations about beauty, about beauty and grooming. I'm not going to comb my hair. I'm going to wash, blow dry it, put chemicals, but I will walk as it is. I want air. I'm tired of sitting two hours listening to stories I can't connect to at a saloon. This week is my bad hair week. Get a life. Whether you criticize me, whether you don't like me, at least you have an item on your agenda to talk because you have no life. At least I've given you a chance to have a decent conversation. My hairstyle. I mean, we are pretenders. We are pretenders. You have to act as a good daughter-in-law. Cook the way your mother-in-law wants you to cook. She's 50 years married, your mother-in-law. She's been cooking for 50 years. You are married five years. You can't compare. It's apple and orange. You can't compare. So why should I adjust to her standards? When she's visiting, she will eat out until she stops complaining. We are eating out with mother-in-law when she's visiting until she, she gets used to it. I'm just five years cooking. Five years cooking. I can't match up with, with the 45 I don't have. expectations as leaders sometimes we must disappoint people we must disappoint people Jesus was a leader who slept well, now we have to be super duper hyper we get tired we get discouraged we have financial problems we struggle in our marriages they want you to be smooching your wife in pretense at church. And when your, mind, when your wife is even surprised, what is he doing? Dude, what's wrong with you? We're tired of pretending. 
We love who we are. We have struggles. But the grace of God is sufficient for us. We have mistakes. But God is a God who forgives sins. Be your marvelous self without succumbing to competing and comparison pressures. I have to be forced to change a car because somebody does not like it. It's my car. Why are you worried? Go buy your own car. Do whatever you want to do. Bling it. Rust it. Whatever you want to do with it. We are forced to do things we are not prepared to do. Things we are not ready even to pay for. Because there's people a pastor must be like this. The only thing the Bible says, a pastor must be a shepherd. He must love the sheep. Peter, do you love me? Feed the sheep. It has nothing to do with status. It has nothing to do with the car you drive. It has nothing to do with the home you live in. It has nothing to do whether you fly business or you fly economy. Get a life. Now you have to pretend. Now you have to lie. Many people are living a lie. The Lord is prospering me. But you are nick deep. Nick deep in debt. Where's prosperity? Hey, you are a slave to the lender. Slavey. confess all the good affirmations that God declares about you. There's affirmations that God is declaring about you. Think about it. God says, I know the thoughts I have for you. Not to harm you, but to prosper you. God says you'll be the head and not the tail. God says you are the apple of my eye. Whoever touches you, touches me. The word of God says you are a joint heir with Christ. You are seated with him in heavenly places. The, the word of God says your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. How privileged are you to house Jehovah God? Other than just affirming what the critics are saying about you. Affirm the finished work of Christ. I was once a sinner, but I'm no longer the same. I'm saved by the grace of God. I've got the Holy Spirit upon me. I've got the word of God that is alive. The Bible says, I'm salt, I'm light, I'm a city that is on a hill. You cannot ignore me, you can deny me, but you can't ignore me. I'm the light, because the light of Jesus is shining in me. The other thing, the second thing that stops us from developing our potential is lack of knowledge. Hosea 4, 6 says, my people, God says, are destroyed from a lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I have also rejected you as my priests. Because you have ignored the love your God, I have also ignored your children. You see, all of us must have proper knowledge about our talents. You have more than one talent. So you need to know your talents in order for you to know how to nourish those talents. You, you cannot nourish and develop and build and strengthen what you don't know. 
We know so much about what other people are doing. But we don't know about ourselves. You must know your field, your industry, and learn everything about your subject. You must know the promises of God that are in line with your potential. You need to know what the word of God says for you as a promise when you are an entrepreneur, when you are a leader, when you are an engineer, whatever you are gifted to do, you need to know what is the promise of God for me in this potential. You need to know it. Nobody's going to know it for you. Ralph B. Perry said, ignorance deprives people of the freedom because they do not know what alternatives there are. It is impossible to choose to do what one has never heard of. You cannot believe God to deliver on the promises you have never read. It means you need to go and read the Bible for yourself and know if this has been promised by God. Don't just run with people's testimonies. I cannot use your breakthrough as my breakthrough if I don't know what word have you applied. What was the word in season for you to deal with your obstacles? What was the word in season for you? You see, ignorance closes your world from the vast opportunities and alternatives that God has in store. Ignorance. There's opportunities in our communities as business people. But because we don't explore, we don't observe, we don't watch, we are unemployed. With the skill, with the talent, with the understanding and the intelligence of the environment. But we're not getting an advantage over it. Because you don't know. You don't ask. You don't ask. You don't ask. Other people send researchers. They check, check around, they check around. Next thing there's a gym. And you are the first to enroll. They just did research to say, if we put a gym there, will people support it? And what kind of people? Do they have the income? Where, how much do we pitch it for, for access? Stop being just a consumer. Stop being just a consumer. Be a learner for life. Seek proper guidance if you have to do things you don't know. And instruction. You are not stupid when you are being instructed. All of us are being instructed. There's nobody who says was not instructed. We are instructed by many things. In the church, I'm instructing you. When I find you in the bank, you instruct me. You are a financial planner. You make me wiser. My anointing does not work in financial planning because I have no knowledge. But your anointing is activated. So I must cash in and be instructed and be wiser. Find a mentor who's suitable for the development areas of your potential. And sometimes you don't have to formalize it. Hey, please be a mentor. Don't do altar call for people. People are busy. By just observing, watching from a distance, let them disciple you. Listening to their stories, the books they read, the patterns of their lifestyles. Read these things. They are there. You read the stories of biographies of leaders. They'll tell you what time they woke up, 
What were they reading? What are the things they did? How did they choose advisors? And you learn these strategies from them and you become a better leader than sit in jealousy and ignorance. There's nothing as pitiful as somebody who's jealous but ignorant. I don't know how best to interpret. Jealous will eat you when you are captured by foolishness. The third thing is laziness. Proverbs 6, verse 6 to 11 reads, and please, I, I'm putting a disclaimer. Reading that verse may be very offensive, and, and may the Lord give you grace. <laughs> Take a lesson from the ends, you lazy bones. Learn from their ways and become wise. Though they have no prince or governor or ruler to make them work, they labor hard all summer, gathering food for the winter. But you lazy bones... How long will you sleep? When will you wake up? A little extra sleep, a little more slumber, a little folding of hands to rest, then poverty will pounce on you like a bandit. Scarcity will attack you like an armed robber. May the Lord bless the reading of that word. It means you must be willing to labor towards your growth and make the necessary ex sacrifices. You see, laziness is, 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 is very problematic. It gives you the luxury to rest when you have never been productive. The Bible says God worked on the sixth day he rested, isn't it? He worked, he worked. When you are pulling the juvet, and you have not been productive. You are on leave. But you have never been engaged for the past six months in hard and smart labor. But you are on leave. You have taken a break. A break from what? <laughs> Many people are on an eternal break. They don't push themselves. They don't make the necessary sacrifices. They don't pay the price. They don't exercise more effort. Excuses, excuses. It's cold. It's tough out there. You need to open your mind to make the necessary changes. To reach your growth in your life. And put just a little bit of extra effort. Pay, pay more, pray more, read more, read more, exercise a little. The fourth one, fear. Second Timothy 1 verse 7 reads, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, of love, and of self-discipline. For you to thrive... You have to train yourself to take the necessary risks for your progress. Anywhere where you have to progress, there are risks. There are risks. Risk of criticism. If you open up a business today and put your name there, MKWV Enterprise, 
You've got the pressure of keeping that business not to fail for the next five years. You have to fear, face your fear of, of failure. Failure, prayers of not being profitable. Fears of not being able to pay the wages and the salaries of your employees. Fear of not being able to pay the accounts of the municipalities for the services you are receiving. The fear is there. But you must discipline yourself and say, I'm going to have enough stomach. I'm going to have character enough to face the risks that are coming my way. That's how you thrive. That's how you thrive. Be determined. Be ready to overcome the obstacles that you have to face. Fernando Flores says, great work is done by people who are not afraid to be great. It is about you taking big steps that matter in order for you to have a big break, to reach the best and the next level of your life. It is about you demonstrating character to control your fears and exercise your faith. It's about you saying, I'm going to be calm when I'm under pressure and under attack. I'm going to be sober to be more creative than just respond emotionally to a hostile environment. Chill, chill. Stand still and know the Lord is God. Don't be worried, don't fret. The Lord is your keeper. He never sleeps nor slumber. He has your back covered. Don't be nervous. God is still on the throne. The devil is a liar. He's not a creator. He's a fallen engine. Just fallen. Fallen engine. Sometimes we glorify the devil as if he's a glorified engine. Hey, the devil is a fallen, backsliding, fallen, for fallen. Number five, selfishness to do your own thing attitude. Hebrews 13 verse 17 reads, Obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say. Their work is to watch over your souls. They are accountable to God. Give them reasons to do this with joy and not with sorrow. That would certainly not be for your own benefit. In reading this scripture, you see that the mandate of leaders is to use their potential for the welfare of others. So even us, we have the same mandate. We have the mandate to use the gifts and the talents that God has given to us in order to be a blessing to us. So when you develop your potential, you are not created to develop your potential in isolation. Otherwise, you're going to fail. You grow your potential to be relevant to society. You are not a leader of yourself. You are a leader in a community, in a church, in a company. Are you there? You are not a pastor for yourself for the sake of title. You are the pastor over the sheep of God. So, even ourselves, when we develop our potential, we are inspired and supported by others to enhance our potential to be better. You become a leader because there is a need in community for leaders. Society gives you space to exercise your leadership skill. So you need to respect society. You must respect them. 
you are willing to be a businessman, a businesswoman, because you see other businessmen and businesswomen thriving in society. You are saying, mm, if they have a chance, I also have a chance. How do we do it? It's because society says, we believe in you. So let's not undermine people who are giving us a chance to thrive. I can't be a pastor without you. I can deceive myself and say, Pastor Matole. Hey, deceived. Pastor of what? Five, three members of my own family, my wife, Butle, and two children, Mutlala and Tima. That's my congregation. That's it. I'm a priest there. Selfishness will never take you anywhere. One unknown writer has these words to say, and I know why they stood to be anonymous. <laughs> Let's read. Selfish people, they're not talking about you, they're talking about selfish people, tend to be only good to themselves. Then, when they, then they are surprised when they are alone. But when you are selfish, you are a blessing to you. You shine to you. And, 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 and after shining to you, after blessing you, after telling yourself you are good, and you look around, you have no friends, you have no family, and you are surprised with, why am I so good? And there's no good activity around me. You know what? Selfishness. It will keep you alone, disconnected from people who make you what you are. For application. Then we are done. How to keep your potential developing continuously. First Peter 4 verse 11 reads, Do you have the gift of speaking? A question is asked. Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and the energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. The more you develop the more your development benefits others and they continue to praise God. That is why you must continue to grow. Philip Arnold said, your inner potential cannot develop without your willingness and conscious participation. You never wake up in the morning and say, oh, darling, you are so gifted and so excellent. Darling, you are preaching deception to yourself. Are you there? Unless you pray, you read the word, you learn from others, and you get evaluated and assessed properly, then you will know you are growing. There's people who just assume they are good leaders. Never attend a seminar. Never, not, nothing. N nothing. They, did, they, they didn't call me. They didn't anoint me. They can't make me. They can upset me. Let me tell you, we are going to upset you. When you are ineffective, we are not going to follow you. 
you are going to lose your influence because you are not growing, you are not sharpening your skills, you are not improving your services for others. But growth does not happen if you are not willing to work on yourself and get help from others. There must be a conscious participation. You must be conscious. You don't just wake up because you saw Bishop Sono on TV, a thousand churches. And you wake up and say, if he can do it from Rockville, I can do it. <laughs> can do it. But you don't check that when he's talking a thousand churches, it's 34 years after he's been in ministry. 34 years of training. 31st of, of observation, 31st of, of, of mentoring, 34 years of seminars. When you wake up in the morning because last night you ate too much pizza, morojo and pap and mangina, and you are full of cholesterol in your system. It has not cleared your system. You can all of a sudden do it without mentoring, without reading, without serving. You want other people to follow you, but you have not been following anybody. You can't be in authority if you have never been in submission. Number one, applications. Follow your development plan. You can't follow a plan you don't have. So you must have a development plan. That specifies how you want to grow. And you keep on adjusting and improving that plan as you track your progress. That I'm growing in my, in my potential. I need to adjust here and adjust here. Susan Gale rightly said, it is not enough just to have potential. You also need to know what to do with it. Telling us that you're a good singer doesn't change the world. It's a good announcement. <laughs> but what are you going to do with that singing? If you're a good singer, but you can't pay your rent. As you are singing the chorus, your landlord, your landlord, Musicians expect you not to sing the rent. I shall pay the rent. No, 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 no. He wants you to do an EFT and pay as per contract. Telling us that you are a prophet and your prophecies never come to pass. Tells us that you still have to learn to walk with God. To learn to hear his voice. It's true you are a prophet. But you have not mastered to hear the voice of God. Because your prophecies are inaccurate. So first thing first. Your prayer life. Your devotions. Listening to the voice of God. Prophet. Prophet. 
It means you must be organized to have a layout of goals and actions that you need to take to advance their, your potential so that the development of your potential is a reality. And when you pursue your potential in its development, make it a joy, not a chore. Here you are studying to increase your capacity. Oh, you are burning the midnight oil. You are studying your MBA. You are doing your organizational design. And you are so bored. Mm. Measures and acquisitions. Mm. Gee. Statistics. Yo. Hey, you want to have your LLB to be a, a, a powerful advocate, a lawyer. Here you are doing commercial law. And as you read this commercial law, gee, these legislations influenced by the Roman touch law, oh, act so and so. Section soy oats. By the time you're done, this thing is killing you. But when you do it as fun, even when you drive, you see company law. You see the influence of Roman Dash law. You love it. The sections just pop out. Because you love this thing. You are not burning the meat. And this oil is burning. You're doing it joyously. It is you. It is your growth. It is your empowerment. When you're studying music and you're looking at the score, it is not these golf sticks <laughs> that are ups and down. And you're looking at this thing and saying, eh? Oh, gee. Ah. Madam, that's a scale. Look at it when it says A sharp. B flat. And feel it inside. But I see people doing things that are meant to empower them. That are meant to elevate them. That are meant to thrive in fulfilling the destiny of God. It's a chore. It's a burden. It's heavy. You must have fun. You must have fun. Sometimes I listen to other pastors. Hey! I want to buy a super. Pastor. People are a headache. And they will say it's an understatement. Migraine headache. What did Jesus say? Peter, do you love me? Feed my lambs. He didn't say feed my sheep. You know, a lamb is kind. Oh, doof and doof. That's a lamb. Your perspective, you want to enjoy pastoring, is to look at God's people and see the lambs of God. See innocence, see beauty, see potential. That moment I'm under Bangan in the stubborn people. Even when they are at church, you have to prick a man out of 
Tina, whether you say amen or not, we ignore you. We know by the end of the service, you would have warmed up. You would have warmed up. Life is rough where you come there. So we are creating an environment for you to relax. To see that we are not your enemy. We are here to empower you. To edify you. To build you. To love you. You have not been loved where you come from. We are here to give you some love. Number two. Number two. Maintain a strong mental focus on your strengths and your success. Bill McDowell says, failure means, failure never means that you are incapable of doing things. It only means that you need to try other ways. Your potential is unlimited. Believe your own potential and have confidence Keep the patience and try more and more. When you have failed, don't focus on your weakness. You can't do anything about what you are weak in. You can do something about what you are strong in. What, you are strong, what is it that you are strong in? Don't just look at things that are wrong around you. Look at the success you want. It means you must cultivate a positive mindset. Refuse to dwell on the negative. Visualize the good outcome that you want out of your life. If you want to lose weight, don't just run on that jet meal, feel heavy, and say, oh, baguette yenzan. <laughs> what am I doing? Oh, when you run on that treadmill, Visualize your light-trimmed self. Size 42 to 32. Jesus. Number three. Number three. Continue recharging your energy and motivation to achieve the results that you want. Albert Schweizer said, the tragedy of life is what dies inside a man while he lives. Sometimes we go through life, we are beaten, we are discouraged, we are helpless, we are hopeless, and we're just hanging in there. We have lost our steam. We have no vavavum. It's about time you stay. Your enthusiasm. You revive your energy. And say, I've been crying for a long time. I'm not going to cry anymore. I've been crying. I've been crying. I I've been crying. I've been whinging. I've been complaining. Ah, shush. I'm stopping now. I'm taking control. I'm recharging my batteries. I've been victimized for a long time. I'm tired of being a wicked chocolate. God, by your grace, I'm putting my life together. Oh, I'm bringing back a spring on my steps. Oh, I'm bringing a spark on my shoulders. I'm bringing back a smile on my face. 
The joy of the Lord is my strength. They that wait upon the Lord, they shall mount up with wings. They shall run and not be weary. Oh, Jesus. Stay that enthusiasm. Recover your vavavum. Number four, keep challenging yourself to more advanced levels of progress. Travis Rice said, you will never know, we will never know our full potential unless we push ourselves to find it. It means you must keep on stretching yourself, expanding further, expanding your options. Have you seen when you have problems, even if you used to pray for an hour, you can pray for four hours because your problems will say pray. Have you seen if you have been praying and things didn't happen and you are inspired by the Holy Spirit and you start to fast, even when you have never fasted, you will fast. You will fast. And you are surprised. Who? I have capacity to fast. I have capacity to fast. Have you seen if you go to a doctor and you do your annual checkup and they say, I've got good news and I have bad news. Where should I start? And you say, start with the good news. And they said, good news? I'm happy you are here. <laughs> and you are doing your annual assessment. I'm happy. Keep up the tradition. The bad news is, cut the fat, cut the salt, cut the sugar. Or you should be starting now to write your obituary. For into your hands, Lord, we are going to be committing your spirit. And you get surprised. When you had to, when you had a suit, sweet tooth, how, how you have trained yourself over time. You, you were on five spoons of sugar, pay, pay your tea, pay your coffee, but you are surprised you are down to one. Hi, 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 hi. I know, you can do this. From five to one. You used to eat four slices of bread. And when you put jam or peanut butter, you used to, you, you used to plaster as if it's a face brick wall. You, you plaster. That, that the bread, the slice is all of a sudden heavy. But here you are, from four slides to one slide. Hi, man. Hi, hi, man. Hi, hi. Hi, 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 hi. You can do this. You can do this. You used to hate vegetables, hate them with a passion. Zulu man eats meat. 
Meat as a starter, meat as a salad, meat as a dessert. I Zulu man. Uh, here you are you are cutting the fat no longer the thick steak lean meat lean meat lean meat your heart breathes better when you climb up and down the stairs it's not as if you are going to die It's not like Must gym, man. It's really gym. Hallelujah. Number five. Resolve your obstacles. We all face difficulties, but one anonymous writer says, difficulties in your life. Don't come to destroy you, but they help you realize your hidden potential. Amen. It is through problems that you must find solutions to your challenges. If you are unemployed, you have sent CVs, you must learn this CV thing does not work. I've got hands, I've got a breath, I can write, I can communicate. What is it that I can do to make money? in my environment and you find solutions to your own unemployment if all of a sudden you are a single woman you feel lonely but hey <sighs> even when brothers are greeting you they only ask you about the verse do you know that verse that the pastor was talking about they don't say, can we go out for coffee? No, 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 no. They are just asking you about the verse. What James chapter was it? And when you are in another chapter, you've got a love bag. Now, if you see that the only thing they are asking you is scriptures, you can't sit there in loneliness, in emotional rejection. And let your life sail through without you enjoying it. You come with a different plan. And say, I'm going to look pretty for myself. I'm going to be educated for myself. I'm going to develop my gift to myself. I'm going to go on a holiday with myself. I'm going to enjoy life. I'm not going to be miserable, stranded and frustrated. Until Mr. Who comes. Find alternatives. Than to sit there, watch TV, 
and see this clumsy repeat while you are getting I shall not finish list your alternatives and take decisive action don't quit until you get desired results number six and we close Draw from the power of Christ to face limitations. Philippians 4.13 says, For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. It means we must tap into Jesus' power in order to outweigh our challenges. Sometimes our challenges, they outweigh us. They are stronger than us. But oh, with Jesus... He says, come to me, you who are heavily laden. Come learn of me. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Thank God for Jesus. Oh, thank God for Jesus. We will never worry. We will never worry. Thank God for Jesus. Because when you are weak, Jesus says, because I'm around, let the weak say, I am strong. Greater is he that is in me than the enemy, than the devil, than the challenges that are in the world. If God is for me, who can be against me? You devil, take your chances. You devil, take your chances. In the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. Father, we thank you for your word. Your word is alive. Your word is powerful. Your word is awesome. Your word is amazing. Oh, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for your grace that is sufficient for us. We thank you that, Lord, through you, we are not swallowed. We are not swallowed, oh God. When the enemy attacks us, you raise up a standard and say, devil, you're not going to cross beyond this one. You put a hedge around us. You cover us. Oh, you cover us, you protect us. Father, our potential is immense because we depend on you. You are God, you are the almighty God. You are the all-knowing God. What we don't know, you know. When you ask Ezekiel, can these bones live? He did not know, but he said the question back to you. Lord, you know if they will move. Then you said, speak the word, prophesy. Father, we are prophesying over our lack. We are prophesying of our limitations. We are prophesying of our unemployment, poverty, fights in our own families, challenges that we have. We can do all things through you, Jesus. For you are the Savior. You are the Redeemer. You are the Lord. You are the Alpha. You are the Omega. Nothing is too hard for you. We thank you, Lord, and we bless you. I pray for the blessing of this word upon everybody in this place, oh God. No matter their circumstance, oh God, watch over your word and perform it. For you are a good God. You are a good God. You are not a man who should lie. Whatever you promise, you fulfill. Here are your children. They are looking up to you. You are God. You are Jehovah. You are the creator. Be a blessing to them, oh God. I thank you and I thank you for your promises are yes and amen. You said whatever we ask in the name of Jesus, if we ask it according to your word, which is your will, you hear us. Oh, Father, we thank you. And we bless your name. 
For your word says, you hear the prayers of the righteous. We are righteous through Christ, the finished work of God in our lives, oh God. That he who knew no sin was made sin for us. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. As we have our eyes closed, every head bowed. If you are coming here for the first time, you have never received Jesus in your life as your Lord and as your Savior. You say, Pastor, pray for me. You are talking about Jesus who can help me to do things, but I don't know him. I want to know Jesus. I want to invite him in my life. I want him to come into my life. Change me, empower me, forgive me. If you are here and you want me to pray with you, just show me by raising your hand wherever you are seated and I'll pray for you. Anybody in this place, you'd like me to pray for you, to give God in your life, to accept Christ. I see that hand, my brother, in the front. Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? You say, Pastor, pray for me. Keep that rent up. God bless you. God bless you. Keep that hand up. I'm going to pray for you. God bless you this side. Many hands are going up. God bless you this side. God bless you. God bless you at the back. Anybody else? There's nobody we want to close out. If you are here, how little thing? Rumurutin rapelle. Kya mohela mo rana Jesus. Jole kamurana le mo puriswa. Mudima etse hantu wanesi. God bless you here. God bless you here as you raise your hand. Anybody else? Nobody must be left out. Jesus loves you all. He loves you all. God bless you at the back. Anybody else? In the foyer. God bless you. God bless you. Even those in the overflow room. God bless you. God bless you at the back. We want to pray for you. I'm going to ask all the people who have raised their hands. I'd like to pray for you. So I'm going to ask you to stand wherever you are. Take your Bibles, your belongings. Meet me here in the front. Because I'm going to pray with you as a group as you come here. There's many of you. Just come all the way from where you are seated. Even if you did not raise your hand. But you'd like us to pray with you. Just come all the way. Just come all the way.